1: Hey DJs, let's talk about Odds Jam developed by Stanford Engineers. Odds Jam is
2: an innovative solution designed to identify odds that make you the winner every single time they have the fastest real-time data to spot discrepancies between different sports books and help users place risk-free bets i said it risk-free bets profits average three percent every day which adds up to big earnings there's no catch just the smartest betting software on the market beat the book every time with odds jam
0: absolute sports betting degeneracy
2: Hey everybody, Arch here, and I've got a very special guest with me today. It's a uh, Randall, the head of customer success at OddsJam, and a content creator for over OddsJam. Uh, Randall, what's going on?
3: Hey, not a lot, Arch. I appreciate you uh, bringing me on today. Looking forward to uh, talking about some NFL as well as uh, you know some different uh, handicapping angles that I look for um, in the NFL uh, as well as the NBA.
2: And uh, you're you're not just on OddsJam; you're on Twitter, right?
3: Yeah, on Twitter um, at Randall K Betts, uh, R A N D A L L K, and then Betts. Um, I post uh, a parlay a day. We do a giveaway um, each day if the parlay hits. So all you've got to do is uh, retweet to get into that contest. And uh, cross sport Thursday is actually today, so we'll have a uh, a parlay um, across hmm. you know all of the different sports that are going on. And uh, like I said, you retweet that you're entered in if the parlay hits um somebody uh somebody's winning some free money.
2: Oh, nice. You can't you can't complain about that.
3: Yeah, for sure. We did uh we actually did one in the NFL a couple of weeks ago. Uh the Tampa Bay and New Orleans game was my was my game of the week mm. and uh we did uh $2.50 bet for every retweet and uh we were able to give away $284 with the Saints uh covering that game against Tampa, so pretty cool stuff going on, uh, with odds jam and, um, you know, be sure to, to follow odds jam on Twitter at odds jam. Um, you know, and then, uh, myself as well, uh, at Randall K bets.
2: Absolutely. I bang that drum all the time. Odds jam. <laughs> you need that site. You need it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Um, I guess the NFL hadn't been kind to you the last couple of weeks. What happened? Yeah.
3: So, you know, the last three weeks, um, in the NFL, were definitely, uh, definitely not kind to me. Um, You know, in all sports, especially the NFL, I always like to be on the side that the sports book needs. You know, this doesn't mean that I am constantly fading the public um, because, you know, the public obviously does win or they wouldn't continue to bet. But, you know, if you've listened to sports book directors recently um, out in Vegas, um, you know, just on different podcasts, they've talked about how bad um, this three-week stretch was prior to last week. Um, you know, some historically, <laughs> historically bad weeks for them. Um, you know, and for me, really, anytime the books have a losing week or a weekend, um, I'm probably going to lose as well. And so, you know, those last three weeks prior to last week were not kind at all. Um, you know, like I said, this is not to say that you know I'll never be opposite of what the sports books need, but you know, nine times out of ten. I like to be, you know, on the side, um, of the sports books. I mean, if you've ever been to Vegas, you know, you've seen the casinos that are out there. Those were not built by, um, (laughs) you know, people winning money. So, (laughs) you know, the, the key to, to all of this for me, uh, you know, is, is perception versus reality. And, you know, as we talk today, um, as you're listening, you know, you're going to hear me refer to that a lot. And, you know, the general public for the most part, they tend to bet based on perception. Um, you know, these perceptions can be developed through the media, um, and they can drive the lines to you know numbers that they probably shouldn't be. Um, you know, in a case in point, last week, um, just to give an example, you know, the Cowboys were laying nine and a half points to the Broncos. Um, that line was definitely inflated. Um, you know, based on the Cowboys are seven and zero against the spread. Um, you know, Cooper rush, you know, leads the Cowboys to a win against the Vikings on Sunday night football, maybe a little bit overconfident, you know, Dak comes back. Um, you know, one of the angles I like to look at in sports is kind of the fallen star theory where you get a big effort out of a team, you know, when somebody goes down, you saw it last week with the Titans, um, you know, and you saw it the week when, you know, Dak did not play. And then usually the following week, it's a, it's a flat spot. Um, you know teams come back down to earth um they're maybe a little bit overconfident and you know this Broncos team had just traded Von Miller and you know a lot of people looked at that as a negative but you know I kind of looked at it as a, at it as a positive um in the sense that you know you're going to get a much better effort out of this defense you know having lost one of the uh you know the best pass rush pass rushers in the league Um, so the Broncos were actually my favorite play last weekend, you know, just based solely on those factors. Um, you know, the summer look ahead lines are also something that I like to look at, you know, obviously as the season goes on, you know, these can become a little bit, you know, a little bit more, uh, less relevant, you know, because you have injuries that pile up, but you know, this line was Dallas minus four and a half, um, over the summer. So you had a five point, um, you know, he had a five point move and, you know, these are basically the same teams, you know, outside of, uh, you know, Von Miller, um, being, being traded. And, you know, this just goes back to my point, you know, of perception versus reality. The, the perception is Dallas is unstoppable. Um, Denver traded Von Miller, you know, Dallas seven and zero against the spread. Um, the public obviously love Dallas. They always do. Um, you know, but nothing about these two teams really changed other than the fact that, you know, Denver was not playing well, Um, in recent weeks Mm -hmm. they started out the season very well and so again you know perception versus reality the reality is this Denver defense is is still a solid unit you know with or without Von Miller Um, so yeah that's uh, you know the key to the NFL um, especially for me is, is you're going to have you know you know, two weeks, three weeks stretches where, you know, you may lose, but you've got to stick to your system and, you know, what's worked, you know, over the years that has made me a successful handicapper, um, you know, is sticking to, to those types of things. So it's, it's very important, you know, even a, a three week losing stretch, it's very easy, you know, in that fourth week to want to switch things up. But, you know, if you've got something that's proven, you know, you stick to it and uh, eventually you're going to uh, get back to your winning ways. All right. Well,
2: can I ask you a question about that? That whole thought process? Um, you said you'd like to look at the side, the sports book needs. How do you go about assessing something like that?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, a lot of it really, uh, you know, as crazy as it sounds is, is just talking to, you know, a lot of my buddies, Um, you know, who do you like in the NFL this week? You know, what games do you look for? Um, You know, some websites uh, that that you can use to, you know, look at public percentage, um, you know, scores and odds, um, line reversals. You know, not to say that these are the gold standard and, you know, a good a good way to see where the public's at. But yeah. it definitely you know, it definitely is a tool. I've always wondered how accurate those actually are. But, you know, honestly, just the pulse of, you know, your friends, uh, Twitter. Um, you know, <laughs> so ask your
2: friends <laughs> and then do the opposite. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah. I mean, unless <laughs> your friends are, uh, you know, unless your friends are very sharp. I uh, <laughs> I send plays to uh to a group of buddies every week. And, uh, you know, it never fails like, Oh man, you're on the saints this week. Or, Oh, you really like the Broncos against the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys are unstoppable. And, you know, that's again, perception versus reality. You know, the media, the media drives so much of the Mm -hmm. betting market. Um, and I think it's, I think that's very undervalued in sports betting. Um, you know, ESPN, I mean, you're starting to get, you know, talk shows that are centered around sports betting. Um, you know, the the media definitely plays a role. Um yes. and I think it plays a bigger role than than what people want to give credit um to. You know, I, I'm I'm not getting in the line where, you know, eighty percent of people, you know, are betting on something. You know, that's just uh I, I wanna be with the twenty percent. Right. Um right. you know, long long term it's gonna pay off. So Absolutely.
2: I agree with you. So we just need to find out what Stephen A. Smith thinks. That's just all we need.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's a solid fade, and uh <laughs> Colin Cowherd can be as well.
2: <laughs> so for this week in the NFL, uh who do you like? What do you what do you want to look at?
3: Yeah, so yeah, I've got three games. Um I'm gonna start with my favorite game. Uh I kind of talked about this, uh Saints Titans. You know, I just mentioned, you know, earlier perception, reality, you know, Fallen Star. Theory. So you know the Titans come into this game winners of five straight. Um, they lost to the Jets, and I'm going to get into a reason here later on. You know of of why they lost to the Jets, or at least what made the Jets a uh, a solid play in that spot. But you know they lost to the Jets, and then they came back. They beat the Jaguars, they beat the Bills, the Chiefs at the Colts, and at the Rams. Um, you know the Titans won last week against the Rams without Derrick Henry, and they'll obviously be without him this week. Um, the look ahead on this game prior to, um, the Titans beating the Rams was a pick 'em. Um, you know, the saints are coming off the loss to the Falcons, you know, after they beat the super bowl champion, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which, you know, was, was a definite flat spot for them. Um, you know, you beat the super bowl champs and, you know, you're kind of on an, on an emotional high and it's hard to get up for, you know, a game the next week. And, you know the Titans are minus three in this in this game. Um, this line opened minus two and a half. There's definitely some, you know, injury concerns or you know as far as injuries go with with Alvin Kamara. You know whether he's going to play or not. Is it going to be Taysom Hill? Is it going to be Trevor Simeon? Um, but you know when the Titans are minus two and a half, this is a very enticing number um, to want to take Tennessee. And, you know, a team that's won five straight, they've beat the Bills, they've beat the Chiefs, um, they won at the Colts, they won, you know, at the Rams. I mean, not that that's murderer's row, but those are all very, you know, popular public teams, maybe with the exception of the Colts. So, you know, the stock is very high on Tennessee. And, you know, at this point, I mean, who's not betting Tennessee, you know, the Saints lost to the Falcons, um, you know, however, again, perception versus reality you know, the perception is that, you know, the saints maybe aren't that good after losing to the Falcons. Um, you know, however, reality is they have a solid defense, um, that can definitely slow this Titans team down. And, you know, the Titans are, are, are without Derek Henry and, you know, back to the fallen star of, you know, they got up for the game against the Rams. Let's see, you know, what kind of effort you get now, um, you know, in playing and playing in another game without Derrick Henry. And, you know, another thing I like in this spot, um, you know, anytime a team plays on Sunday night football uh, cross country, like you had Tennessee playing, you know, across the country um, in LA, it, I always look to see what their game is next week. And, you know, over, you know, over history, it's usually a good time to fade a team, you know, who plays a Sunday night game and then plays the following Sunday at noon um for whatever reason and you know it's it's especially good to fade them if they're on the road um pittsburgh actually fits this here in a couple of weeks um they play a sunday night game and then they're on the road um the following week uh Mm. and i want to stress that 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 sunday night game has to be you know across country there has to be a lot of travel um you know involved um so you know i don't think that this will be an easy game for the titans um you know, everybody's betting Tennessee and, you know, these, the same people that are on this Titans bandwagon, you know, with this five game winning streak, were off them immediately, you know, after the Cardinals dismantled them in week one. So again, it's funny how, you know, the perception changes from week to week in the NFL hmm, yeah. and, you know, the public they i mean they they will flip flop on a team, you know, constantly. <laughs> um, you know, so and 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 week 2 in the NFL is probably my favorite week. Um, it's overreaction week and it's always been profitable for me. <laughs> um, you know, everybody overreacts to what they saw in week 1. So, you know, I'll be on the Saints plus 3 in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, this is a game that that the Saints can can definitely win. I would like to see Taysom Hill um at quarterback, yeah. but You know, again, I think that this Saints defense is solid enough to to keep them in this game. And you know, if they can limit the turnovers and um, you know play solid defense, I think they I think they definitely have a shot. So um, my next game, Panthers Cardinals. You know, I'm not really as high on this one as as the Saints, but uh, you know, the Panthers started out red hot this year. Um, They've since cooled off. McCaffrey was injured. Um, He's coming back for his second game uh this week after the injury playing last week. Um it looks like Carolina will be starting PJ Walker, uh former XFL quarterback uh for the Houston Roughnecks. Really uh really tore it up in the XFL. Um I really like PJ Walker. You know, the Cardinals obviously just beat the forty ers without Kyler Murray. Um I don't expect Colt McCoy to have the same game that he had last week if he plays this week. Um but again This is a similar situation where, you know, no Kyler Murray last week. They get the win. Same thing with the Cowboys when they, you know, beat the Vikings with Cooper Rush. Dak came back. Offense struggled. Out of rhythm a little bit. Um, You know, and this Panthers defense is solid, but Darnold has turned the ball over so much. Um, and it's just been very hard for them to stay in games. So, you know, I think the defense shows up in this spot. I think there's going to be, you know, a definite focus on the run game, um, you know, with McCaffrey and the Panthers. And I think P.J. Walker can can manage this game. And I just think 10 and points is, uh, you know, is way too many. <laughs> um, you know, Darnold is not worth anything to the betting line. I mean, at this oh, point, so oh. yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's to me, it's a definite upgrade. Um, but you yeah, know, you, I, you
2: I, sold me when you brought up the Houston Roughnecks. That's June Jones in the run and shoot, baby.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I tell you, I do miss the XFL. I actually had season tickets. Oh. Uh, to the Battlehawks oh, and uh got to go to a couple games and then, you know, they shut it down. But a lot a lot of fun. Uh very uh excited to see that league come back it looks like in twenty twenty three. So um you know just back to the NFL though. So you know Panthers plus ten and a half. I think it's just I think it's too many points. And you know my last game that I'm looking at, Chiefs Raiders. Um you know Chiefs are back if you uh if you listen to the media, you know, they beat the Packers and Obviously this was without Aaron Rodgers, but you know, it was a win that the chiefs needed. Um, they go up against the Raiders this week who are coming off a loss against the giants last week on the road. Um, you know, you had the, the issue involving, you know, Henry Ruggs, which was just a terrible situation all around, um, you know, for everybody involved and, you know, the Raiders in that spot last week, um, they were actually in a spot that was and 19, um, all time. So when the Raiders play a road game on turf between home games, um, they're now zero and 20. So they lost, you know, last week to the giants. So it was zero and 19 heading into last week. Like I mentioned, I think that, you know, everyone's high on the chiefs again, um, and very low on the Raiders and rightfully so. I mean, you've had the drama with, you know, Gruden a few weeks back. Um, you know, this Henry Rugg situation is definitely not ideal, but, I you know, the Chiefs are minus two and a half in this game. And again, you know, who isn't taking the Chiefs minus two and a half? Um, you know, all they've got to do is win by a field goal. I do worry a little bit about this game just with the the distractions that the Raiders have. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, again, who's not betting Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday night football? Um, you know, probably eighty twenty, you know, when you break down the percentage. And, you know, that's just that's not a side that I want to be on. So you know I'll look to buy the Raiders to three um you know in this particular spot, like i said i do i am a little bit reserved in the sense that you know they've had a lot going on um you know these past few weeks with their team that it's just not ideal to to go out and play football games, so um I do like the Raiders though though, in this spot, so
2: just you hit two of them the two games that had uh lines of two and a half and i've been saying for years they think two and a half is almost inevitably a trap almost all the time they're trying yeah. to, they're trying to they're trying to convince the public like oh that's nothing two and a half points is nothing
3: yeah 100 percent. and you know especially when you see it with a home team you know like you did with the titans it's i mean man all they got to do is win by three at home like yeah that's easy. You know, like you just said, that's nothing, you know, a field goal. Um, But yeah, you know, and, and a lot of these teams, um, you know, or or a lot of these players, I guess, um, you know, sports betters, you know, they're going to throw the chiefs in the money, you know, in on the money line, they're going to throw the Titans in on the money line. And um, you know, it never fails. I mean, one of these teams, I mean, you saw absolute mayhem last week in the NFL. I mean, the bills go down, (laughs) Cowboys go down. I mean, parlays were busted, you know, in the noon games and, you know, one thing real quick I'll just point out, um, you know, before we move on to to some different things that I look at in the NFL, um, there was a sportsbook director um, that I listened to a couple of years back that said, you know, when they're setting lines, um, they like to set lines for the favorite at minus six and a half. And the reason for this is because of the teasers. Um, the public is more likely to tease, say, the Chiefs minus six and a half because they feel like they're getting the full value where they get them down to, you know, a pick them versus say chiefs minus four and a half. They don't feel like they're getting that six and a half points of value. So that's very interesting. Mm. You know, when you look at a lot of these, these lines um, the Ravens actually fit that last week, Uh, Ravens minus six and a half. And I mean, obviously if you teased it um, you know, it got home because they won by three. But my point is, I like to look at those games, you know, the Vikings plus six, plus six and a half on that in that spot, had a lot of value just based on the teaser, um, the teaser aspect of it, you know, and another one, you know, is is teams that are, you know, laying nine points, you know, if you can tease that down to two and a half, um, you know, with the six and a half point teaser. So, you know, those are things I look for, um, you know, a little bit as well when you know looking at the lines minus two and a half minus six and a half um you know minus nine those are all you know very popular teaser numbers um the bucks fit that this week i think i think it's down to eight and a half now but they opened up nine and a half so a seven point teaser takes the bucks down to two and a half Mm. um so hey a lot of value i'm not saying to run out and, and bet washington but you know these are things that that you have to look at um
0: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
3: Anything else
2: in the NFL you wanted to touch on?
3: Yeah. So, you know, I just want to go through a few, uh, you know, a few things I look for. So just some different trends and, you know, scheduling spots. So, you know, teams who are shut out the week before um, since 2018 are now 12 and three against the spread. Um, This trend is actually three and oh this year. Um, The Dolphins covered at the Raiders after they were shut out by the Bills. Um, The Jets covered um, against the Titans, which I mentioned that earlier, they were actually shut out the previous week. Um, I cannot remember now who they were playing, but they were shut out the previous week and, you know, they ended up beating the Titans outright. Um, and then the Texans, um, they were shut out against the bills. And then you got that big effort out of them against the Patriots, um, the following week where they ended up losing, but they covered. And, you know, when teams get embarrassed, um, especially in the NFL, I mean, these guys are professional athletes, um you know they don't want to put up goose eggs you know on a weekly basis and you're just you can expect a big effort from them the following week um you know this trend really isn't as solid in college football um because you know some of these these teams you know the the talent level the the gap is so huge but right, in the right. NFL I mean you're dealing with professional athletes i mean these guys are you know as they always say any given sunday and you know that's something to look look out for um you know look for teams who are shut out it doesn't happen often i mean since 2018 it's only happened 15 times um you know and and they're playing you know 17 now 18 weeks you know 14 15 16 games so you know it's not it's not it's not happening a lot but when it does um there's there's some definite value um another thing i look for is you know a team that's playing an out of conference road game followed by a divisional road game. Um, This trend's actually two and two on the year, but there's some definite value in it where, you know, I'll just give you an example of one that hit the Packers um, opened up minus three and a half against the Bengals. Um, They were playing the bears the following week. So, you know, the importance for the Packers in this spot is you know, more so on the Bears um, the following week, you know, an out of conference game is not as, you know, valuable as a divisional game when it comes to, you know, the divisional standings and you're trying to win, you know, the NFC North in this instance. So um, I'll just go ahead and give you guys, you know, the the spots for this the rest of the year. So the Bucks in week 12 um, would be a fade the Jaguars in week 13 would be a fade and then the saints and the Seahawks um, in week 14 would be a fade. And then the Browns in week 16 would be a fade. Um, That Browns game, um, you know, they would be a fade, but I would definitely look a little bit closer at, you know, playoff standings, you're getting a little bit closer to the end of the year. So it may not be you know something you want to to blindly fade if it's a game that you know the browns need to win and you know the opponent that they're playing you know already has you know a playoff spot locked up and you know is resting guys so um you know that's uh that's another trend and then then my favorite trend in the nfl um and i actually i really don't like to share this one but you know if you're listening this is uh this is one that i'm going to share with you um anytime a team has three straight home games and they don't cover the first two, um, they have covered this spot um, at a 75% clip mm. since I started tracking this um, several years back. Mm. This in- this instance is very rare, um, but it could happen in week 14 with the Bengals week 14 with the Texans week 15 with the Cowboys and week 15 with the Dolphins. Um, it's actually you know, it's come up eight times this year, but the teams have covered one of the first two games. So it makes it a no play, but very, very valuable spot. Again, this goes back to perception versus reality. Um, you know, if a team loses two straight home games, you know, everybody's off of them, you might get them at a little better price, um, than what you would, you know, saying they, they won the first two. So, you know, that's, that's a trend that, Like I said, I I don't, uh, you know, I don't just give out. It's kind of, uh, kind of my secret go-to, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not produced this year um, as far as just, you know, we haven't had the opportunity to bet it. Um, A couple of years ago, it actually went Mm. 8-0. So, you know, it's just, it varies year to year. You know, we may not actually see it happen at all, but, uh, you know, again, Bengals week 14, uh, Texans week 14 uh, Cowboys week 15 and Dolphins week 15. Those are the, uh, the four other times that we could potentially see it. So keep an eye on those spots and, uh, see if they covered, um, you know, the previous two weeks or I'm sorry, see if they didn't cover the previous two weeks. And if they didn't, um, it's a definite bet on. And, you know, just if, if we've got anybody in Canada listening or anybody that listens, uh, or likes to follow the CFL, um, this is a solid trend in the CFL as well. That's good. To um, know. I love I love to bet the CFL, um, and I use a lot of my my same principles, you know, in the NFL uh, that I do in the CFL. Oh, so,
2: all right, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking at that. All right, uh, you do some NBA betting too, right?
3: Yeah, so I do some NBA betting. Um, you know, NBA is can be very tricky. You know, you get. <laughs> You get, uh, you know, you get guys taking nights off, even if they are in the starting lineup. Um, You know, they're, they're given, you know, half-hearted effort or or whatever you want to call it. So NBA can, can be very tricky to handicap, but there is a spot um, that I, that I absolutely love in the NBA. And it's anytime teams come back off of a long road trip. So four games or more, um, you're looking to fade them in the first quarter. The first half and the full game. So, just last night, um, this was a play in the Rockets and the Pelicans game. Um, the bets would have been on Pistons first quarter, first half, and full game, and then Thunder first quarter, first half, full game. This ended up going six and zero last night. It's mm-hmm. actually nine and zero on the year. Um, you know, this happens because you know players are gone for over a week um, when they get home. You know their focus is not on basketball. Um, Yeah, I think it's important to point out that you know these guys. Yeah, they're NBA players. Yeah, they're professional athletes, but they are human beings, and you know they have families and children to take care of, um, taking the kids to school, going to the grocery store, you know, honey-do list, you know, all those things that uh, that you can't do when you're when you're not at home. And uh, I've talked with a guy um, who I know that's very very well connected in the NBA, and you know he's told me that players will will always tell him the first game back at home after a long road trip is always the toughest it's actually even tougher than the last game of a of a long road trip um and and that's the reason why and that's the reason why it's just uh you know, life kind of gets in the way when you get back home and, you know, your focus really isn't on, you know, that first home right, game.
2: Right, right, right. Um, you walk in the door, your, your woman's like, let me see your phone. I want to see who's in your DMs. And, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding there. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, this actually hit at 65%. Um, over the past two seasons, it's 59% combined. So it's just a great spot, like I said, historically that I found in the NBA um, NBA is one of those leagues where you really have to pick your spots. Um, you know, I think if you're betting the NBA night in and night out, um, unless you have, you know, a model or, or some type of edge, I think you can really run into some trouble. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the, the runs are insane. Um, you know, you see a team up 20 points in the second quarter and they're down 10 by the end of the third. So, um, very tricky to bet, but hey, uh live betting in the NBA can be uh can definitely be very lucrative if uh if you have the patience to do it. So
2: are you a big live better in the NBA or do you
3: Yeah, I mean if I'm watching an NBA game, I will uh you know, I will bet it. But that that is the thing with live betting. I think uh you know, you asked that question. I think it's I think it's worth noting and and very important that you're actually watching these games. Um, you know, if you're just on your phone following it Um, you know, you're not seeing what is actually going on. And I think that, you know, a lot of people who live bet, they do so just to, you know, have action. And I mean, the sports books love this. I mean, you know, throw up some numbers and, you know, if you're just looking at the lines and you're not, you're not paying attention to the games, you know, Mm -hmm. before, you know, it, you bet three or four and you have no clue who's in foul trouble, you know, you have no clue, you know, the flow of the game. I mean, you've got to use your eyes, I think when when live betting you know what what is you know what are you seeing you know what is the what is the game telling you not what the announcers are saying um you know but what uh you know your eyes your eyes give you uh you know a real read of of what's actually going on in a game so i mean if you're going to live bet a game whether it's nfl nba college football you know college basketball you you absolutely have to be watching it yeah Um, yeah It's very easy, though, like I said, just to pull the app up and, oh, you know, Clemson's playing Pittsburgh this week in uh, college football. I'm just going to bet this game because I want to follow it on my phone and, you know, I don't have anything better to do. And (laughs) I always say if, you know, if you don't have an edge, you know, prior to the game starting, you know, don't try to find an edge. Um like I said unless you're watching it that's a different story but you know don't try to find an edge if you're not watching it um, you know you can really you can really get yourself into some trouble there
2: right right unless you're using odds jam to compare the, the yeah. live odds right
3: yeah if you've uh, if you've got odds jam the uh the live plus EV page oh yeah um, the live odds where you can you know, line shop. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if, if you've got that sort of thing pulled up and you can kind of see the movements, yeah. um, yeah. you know, the up and down, especially with the plus EV page, oh, yeah. um, you can, you can find a lot of value, uh, live betting for yeah. sure. Just
2: let pinnacle do all the work for you. That's
3: just- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sharpest book in the world. Let them, uh, let them tell you where you need to be.
2: Absolutely. I love that. I love that.
3: So, uh, just,
2: uh, just a couple questions before we get out of here. Are you a, a believer? I ask this of everybody now because I'm getting interesting answers. Are you a believer in reverse line movements?
3: You know, I'm. that's a great question. Um, you know, a lot of times, to be honest with you, um, in college basketball, especially for whatever reason, I do a lot of betting on small schools. Um, you know, I'm going to try to answer your question the, the best that I can without yeah. without just talking in circles. But I've noticed in college basketball, you know, I use a model um, that I created Several years ago, and then I have some power ratings that that I get from uh Kenny White who you know produces power ratings former uh former bookmaker but I've noticed a lot in college basketball with these smaller these smaller schools um you know you get um a lot of reverse line movement and it ends up you know not paying off um i I mean if I had to answer the question, I would say if you would have asked me that two or three years ago, I would have said yes. Um, now I think that people get so caught up in chasing, you know, the steam or, you know, that line move that, you know, all the value is gone, you know, on those numbers by the and, time you've seen it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And by the time you've seen it and and obviously, I mean, professional bettors are not betting the Eagles plus three and a half because they're the Eagles they're betting them because of the number. And, you know, when that line goes to Eagles minus one, like it did in the Raiders game, and they didn't cover any of the numbers, um, the value's all gone. And so, you know, I think I think there's something to be said, you know, for it. And and as, you know, sports betting has become more legalized, you've seen, you know, more and more steam um, with bettors. But I think a lot of people just chase it and you know, it ends up in the long run, it's not profitable for them because they're not getting the best of the number. Um, you know, so I think there is something to it, but I think you've got to be, you have to get, you got to get the key number, um, you know, prior to, you know, the reverse line movement. Like I said, I mean, for years, I mean, just a couple of years ago, if you were fading the public blindly, you know, and doing, you know, all of, all of the plays that, that fit reverse line movement. I mean, it it was a tough year. Um, yeah, I had a very tough year gambling, you know, when that was the case and, and I changed, you know, my approach slightly. Um, but you know, a game that I had a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was, uh, two Sunday nights ago, you know, I had the Vikings plus three and a half locked it in from the plus EV page, um, you know, with the odds jam on Monday, And, you know, you got the DAC news and they end up going off as four and a half point favorites. Um, And, you know, that was a case where that line moved from Vikings plus three and a half to Vikings minus one by like, or I'm sorry, plus three and a half to plus one by like Thursday. And I mean, the DAC news, I don't know, had really fully come out yet. I mean, there were probably some people with, you know, some inside information maybe, but you know, that line gets steamed all the way up to, um, you know, Vikings minus four and a half. And I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I mean, I would say the public was very, very heavy on the Vikings in that spot. Um, you know, so once it, you know, once it reached a number of, you know, Vikings minus four and a half, I mean, all the value was gone. Um, you know, you got, you got that reverse line movement early on when you took Vikings plus three and a half, you know, down to one, but then once, uh, you know, once the public joined in and pushed it to four and a half, I mean, there was no value. And I mean, I had three and a half and I still lost. So <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know that probably really doesn't answer your question, but no, no,
2: it does. It does.
3: I definitely have mixed feelings on yeah. it. I mean, I think there's some value to it. Um, you know, for sure. Yeah. You know, when it, when it comes to that, but if you're, if you're constantly chasing the steam, unlike you know years past where you could have maybe been profitable with it i think it's i think you're uh you're fighting a losing battle with right. it at this point
2: you have given this the same answer alex did but alex just said no next question <laughs> <laughs> very good is there anything else we need to be uh aware of or think about
3: yeah i mean you know i just you know when it comes to sports betting you know the more information you can have you know the better Um, you know, I've got a notebook that, that I take notes in, um, you know, when I, when I, when I see things that like, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, I've noticed that teams who play, you know, an out of conference road game and have a divisional road game the next week, you know, seem to struggle, you know? So I think just picking up on things, you know, throughout the years, I mean, listening to, you know, sports betting podcasts, um, you know, our YouTube channel has a lot of great information. I think as a sports better, you have to, I mean, it's just kind of like school. Um, you've got to become, you know, a student, you know, of the game, I guess, if you will. You've got to really understand the ins and outs. And, you know, if you don't, I mean, you can dig yourself a hole and, you know, it, it can really turn you off. Um, you know, one quick story I'll share here. When I first started betting, um, I bet an NBA team in the second half. Um, you know, this was long before legalized sports betting and and I was in college and I I texted my buddy and I said um you know hey I don't even remember the team but I said give me them you know on the second half and I think they were up 3 at halftime and and this was back when you know live lines didn't exist at halftime so like you were always taking you know a team in the second half well uh this team was you know up 3 and I think the second half line was minus 6 well in my head I was like Hey, all I've got to do is win by seven. Like they're already up three. And little did I know that they actually needed to win by nine, (laughs) Um, you know, so, and then they've kind of eliminated that with these, you know, legal sports books. It's not a second half line. If you go to bed at halftime, the number they give you is, is what the spread is. Um, But, you know, just case in point there, you know, I had no clue what I was doing and, you know, try to pick up a cheap winner, I guess, if you will. And, uh, it ended up costing me. And, you know, I actually, uh, (laughs) I actually ended up going on a, on a losing streak. And, you know, it was at that point when I was a broke college student, I had to put a check in the mail to, uh, to pay him. I, I realized that, you know, this was, uh, you know, this, this was not going to work and, you know, I've got to change the way, that I look at games and and I've actually got to, I've got to learn, you know, how to actually be a sports better.
2: Yeah. Good advice. Very solid. All right. So odds jam, you need to follow them on Twitter and Randall. We need to follow Randall on Twitter. What's that Twitter handle again?
3: Yeah. So uh, odds jam is just at odds jam. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Randall K bets. You know, some good content, some giveaways. And uh, you know, I post, uh, I'll be posting those NBA plays that I talked about earlier Um, You know, each night that those uh, come into play, actually November 12th. I was just looking this morning. We've got another uh, another team will be fading the Hornets uh, coming back off of a uh, off of a long road trip. And we'll be taking the Knicks uh, on Friday, uh, first quarter, first half and full game.
2: Oh, I like it. I like it. It's got to kill you as a basketball coach to see NBA play sometimes. It's got to hurt hurt your soul.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's absolutely brutal. I I will say this year. I have enjoyed seeing you know some 99 93 finals um, you mean some defense was played some defense was played uh you know so I do like uh I do like seeing that although I think the uh you know the rule where you know Trey Young and and some of these other guys were you know creating fouls with, mm. with kicking out their leg Harden and, and I think that's definitely impacted the scoring a little bit but you know I think you're you're getting some better quality basketball I mean I i love nothing more than you know many years ago a playoff game being you know 83 to to 76 um you know that that was good quality basketball and i mean i don't need them all to be that but i can do without the uh 141 to 129 in four quarters with no (laughs) overtime i'm with you man
2: all right randall it was great talking
3: to you hey i appreciate you having me on
0: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.
4: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.